and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Copybook Headings podcast. If you're just joining us for the first time, uh, this show is inspired by the poem by Rudyard Kipling um, called The Gods of the Copybook Headings. And every week we take an old maxim, a proverb, a saying, uh, and we break it down to see what we can learn from it, see if there's still any any relevance today from these, these ancient proverbs. Um, so I am your host, Patrick Payne, and with me as always is my co-host, Andrew Stevens. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good too, man. I, uh, um, this is, uh, I'm, we, I kind of feel like we got this one out of order because we were in that, yeah. in that run of like the, the ancient Proverbs from like ancient Rome, ancient Greece. And this is one of them, but we kind of missed that, that month for this one, but, uh, it's a good one. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> and this week you picked it. Uh-huh. And I think we both forgot that this was associated with one we've already done. So yes. which one which one are we talking about tonight? This one is nothing to excess. Um, meaning, you know, kind of kind of I've never I, I don't know that I've heard I think I've heard this one in this iteration before, but there's a lot of different versions of it. Probably the one that's more common would be like um Everything in moderation. That's yeah. What I'm yeah. So yeah. kind of the flip of this one, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and so when I was thinking about which one to do this week, I looked at that one and then I saw everything in moderation. I kind of looked at the both of them, but I actually prefer the wording of nothing to excess. So that's kind of the one I picked, but they mean the same thing. Um, I can, and we can talk, I'll talk about why, but um, I don't know. What, what, what were your thoughts when I threw it at you? Yeah. I mean, well, first I thought it was kind of extreme. I mean, nothing <laughs> Nothing to excess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, looked it up. It's one of the, the three, you know, Delphic maxims. We talked about know thyself previously. Yep. So this is another one that was, you know, carved at the, at the temple inscribed there. Um, so yeah, this one's very old. It's, uh, it's very brief, you know, two, two words in, in Greek, like the, like know thyself. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, I mean, this is definitely, it's a good, a good thing to live by. Nothing, nothing in excess. Um, it's, it seems, it seems obvious, can be challenging in, in some regards, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what, what struck you about it? And especially this like formulation as opposed to um, everything in moderation. Yeah, so uh, probably what struck me uh, at, about it was, man, just probably the the prevalence of compulsive behaviors nowadays. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's more now than it was in the past, but it seems like it. I don't have any like you know hard evidence to back that up, but it feels like addictions and compulsive behavior is more now, and we have um, just so many things to to distract us, to suck us in. You know, uh, you hear people getting sucked into video games and they play for just hours and hours and hours yeah. and kind of just it, not to mention the substances and the, the, you know, the gambling and pornography and everything else that's out there. <clears throat> it seems like, you know, it's easier to get now. You can get 
porn on your phone. You can get gambling on your phone. You can get, you know, everything's just right there in your pocket. So I feel yeah. like this is a, an important one to talk about <clears throat> because, because of the society we live in, in which there's so many of these addictions out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's one thing that came to mind was, uh, was, uh, video games in particular, thinking about when I was younger and, and it was never a huge deal for me. Um, but you know, I had some friends for sure who would really spend all day, every day, you know, playing video games, just, you know, turn, turn their apartments into these dark caves so they could play on the big screen. And, you know, even, even the like surprising one of my friend had, had some people he played with that it it was a married couple. They even had small kids, but they would just like, they'd stay up till three, four in the morning playing, playing video games. And just, it was, it was a strange thing to see. And, uh, and especially now that I have kids, like I can't imagine, uh, I can't imagine that particular excess in my life, but I've, I've got other ones, but what, what do you think it is about, um, our times? I mean, you mentioned the, the availability of things that can kind mm-hmm. of, you know, suck us in. Do you think there's anything else other than that? I think there is. I think <clears throat> I don't remember any of the specifics of this of this study, but I, I read of a of a study that had been done with using rats, and I guess they were giving them cocaine or something, you know, some kind of addictive drug to get these see what, to study these rats, yeah. and um, they noticed that the rats that were in little social rat groups, you know, their little families or their little friends um, were much better able to ward off the addiction of, of, uh, cocaine, the mm-hmm. drug. Whereas if you isolated them, they would just snort cocaine till they died. <laughs> like they just kill themselves on the, on the drug. Yeah. And so <clears throat> they thought that was an interesting study that, you know, and you know, you can extrapolate that to humans that the better social, um, network that you have, the better social, uh, you know, the better family structure, friend support group, that sort of thing, the better you can ward off these addictions. But because often an addiction is really just a, a seek for some kind of relief or comfort from some kind of some discomfort, something's bothering you. So you go to this place and you can start going to this place over and over, you know, like, like a rat going to a hitting the cocaine pellet or whatever comes out, you know? And so I think for sure nowadays, as we've kind of retreated away from the um, in-person social life, I think, and gotten a little bit more isolated, staying in our rooms, playing games, staring at our phones, not talking to each other, that get that probably has a, uh, uh, has had an effect as well. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, I can I can see that with. You know, my my big uh, challenge is is my my snacks and my candy and stuff yep. when as a as a like an emotional eater right like stressed stressed at work and so I reach for the you know reach for the M and M's yeah and um, yeah and I wonder how much of that also is you know working from home solo if I were in office would that be even as big a deal like like I wouldn't be going down the hall to the vending machine or things like that. Right. Like just that removal, um, just the solitude and the, the availability combined. I, I can see that. 
Yeah. I mean, even small barriers can make a big difference in your, in your behavior. Like you said, walk into a vending machine. Um, yeah, for, for me, man, it's been, well, caffeine for one, I've, <laughs> I take way too much caffeine. I was going to do like a caffeine fast and I lasted a couple of days and then I got back on it a little bit. So I'm trying to get to, to kick yeah. it. I was just, it, it wasn't even really thinking about it. I'm just like, Oh, do to do get my caffeine. I'm like, Oh shoot. I was supposed to be, you know, but, um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, and then also the big one for me is just being online, just social media. It's crazy. Mm. Like I just keep getting sucked in. Every time there's a, a moment of boredom, I'm pulling my phone out to look at it. And we've we've yeah. talked about this, how I've gone on social media fast for that reason. So yeah, I think uh, addictions, compulsive behavior <clears throat> is a super big problem. And this speaks to that, right? Nothing to excess. So anything you're going to do, it has to be moderated in some way because anything can be taken to an extreme. Yeah. Um, I was going to also mention the other version. So okay. the one that's more common is um, everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even though it's more common, I like the, this version better because everything in moderation kind of sounds like <laughs> – well, it says everything. It sounds like you could do anything as long as you don't do it too much. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, you can smoke a little crack. You can do this. So the wording of it is just a little bit, I like it better when it says nothing to excess. Don't take anything too, uh, too far of an extreme, not yeah. to imply that everything you can do, as long as you're doing it moderately and you can do anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I get that. You're, you're not telling people to do everything. Yes, but exactly. Just moderately. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like this version better. Um, uh, but I don't know. Any, what are your thoughts on that? Anything? Um, do you know, do you happen to know where that one, where that one became popular? The, um, everything in moderation. Cause I don't know. I'm it's, not... it, it definitely, it, it seems, it seems more modern to me, but, uh, but perhaps it's not. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I looked up the, the original one. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's just a variation. So it's been, yeah. you know, it probably came still from the, uh, nothing to excess or nothing in excess from the Oracle at Delphi and then just been, been changed and passed down. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. And I'm also trying to think of, you know, we, you know, we both latched on to the, the excesses of, of our age and, and time. I'm I'm trying to think of what it's like, you know, historically what this advice would have been like to people and, um, and why, why it was so important, you know, thinking of like, you know, fifth, sixth century BC, Greece, like what, what kind of things were people being excessive about, um, the kind of people who are visiting the the oracles. So um, yeah, I mean, there's still there's still substances, man. Alcohol's been around forever. Yeah, um, I, I imagine that uh, compulsive drinking could have been could have been a thing for people back then. Um, you know what about uh, what about like just um, kind of behaviors and 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 emotions and attitudes to the world? You know, I think of you know anger. Mm-hmm. Um, just that you can be pretty, pretty miserable to be around if you've, if you're, if you're excessively, you know, upset all the time sure. um, and how alienating that can be. Um, 
and honestly, as a, as a more pessimistic person, people people who are excessively you know upbeat, I don't. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> they're too cheerful. Hard to be around sometimes. Like, uh, yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, I mean, you could be you could take something so far that it, it would it would come across as disingenuous or insincere yeah. if you're just so cheerful that some people would be like, you know, you have to you have to have some some uh, some level of moderation there. I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know of all the, I don't know probably enough about ancient Greek life to tell you exactly what all the, what all the pitfalls, you know, would have been. It's certainly easier to think of, think of ones now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I know that, uh, this is, I mean, this is a human problem. This has been around forever where, mm-hmm. um, we've talked before about habits and how powerful they are. Good habits can, you know, little things done repeatedly every day can really send you in a good direction. Bad habits can send you off. So um, humans being creatures of habit, is seems to be a, 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 a true, a true principle that whereas uh, people get into these patterns of behavior and they can, if they continue, they can get more and more out of control. Yeah. I, I like, um, when you brought up earlier the that study about the the rats or the mice, whatever, um, and, and like the social aspect of of mod, moderating behavior, because uh, that's something that I, I thought of with myself, uh, you know, not with my cocaine habit, <laughs> but uh, um, but with with really just anything that that used to be more excessive, you know, with with gaming or any kind of habits or hobbies where like just having having a family and having that kind of level of responsibility is is a tempering um influence right yes and and it's not something you even think about necessarily it's just because you have other stuff to do you you know like some of that other stuff can self moderates i guess is that has that been your experience too yeah for sure i mean it's hard to sit there and game endlessly when you got a baby who's crying who's sad who needs yeah. you you know, you got, you have to turn it off and you have to go take care of your kid. And that's, that's just kind of more important. So yeah, my, my gaming time is very little these days. Uh, I still get on once in a while. I have a friend who texts me probably every other week, every week. And Hey, we're we playing this week and <laughs> we're playing tonight. And usually the answer is like, eh, I can't do it. But um, yeah. yeah, I still like to play once in a while, but yeah, it's gone down way uh, a lot. Uh, and in the, the, what I'm struggling with now as a dad is young boys coming up that want to play video games all the time. And now mm-hmm. I have to be the one who's like, but, but the, but the struggle is I like video games. <laughs> I think they're fun. Yeah. I would love to sit there and play games for hours with my boys. I think that that'd be great, but I can tell also it does not do good things to them. If I let them play very long, um, really, it, man, it seems like ever, it seems like any amount of video game time does something negative to their brains. It's just how much I let them play is how detrimental it is to their And and maybe that's only my kids. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. Some people who are big into gaming with their kids might get mad at me about that, but it seems like there's never been a time when I've let them play, even for any amount of time where it's just been a fantastic experience. Always seems to be (laughs) crank them up a little bit, get them wound up. It's just so stimulating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. You know, even just, just screen time in general with little kids, just, you can see how, like sucked in to the screen they get like my, my little girls just, um, you know, it's real nice to, 
it's a real real nice uh crutch you know for for me as a parent yeah uh but but it's also disconcerting with how how well it works taking their attention and um you know that that i guess that's another you know area where that's something that i could probably moderate more for myself is just you know screen time in general um be at the screen in my in my pocket or or the tv just and it's it's a real real easy just to to veg out and and kind of end your day that way after you know shut your shut your brain off and even if you even if you're you know there's better things you could be doing with your with your family or with your spouse once the kids are in bed but yeah yeah. And, and, and this goes back also to that, the reason why I picked this specific one versus the other version, because um, everything in moderation, again, seems like everything's okay. And it kind of shuts, seems like it's, it's shutting the door to, we're just not going to do this ever. And yeah. it makes it seem like almost that could be an extreme thing, but, that, but, but cutting things out of your life that aren't, that isn't helping you, I don't think is an extreme action. And I don't think yeah. it's, um, you know, there, there are things you just cut out entirely. You know, there's things yeah. that just don't help you. And, um, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a drinker. You're not either. Um, yeah. it, it, I know people enjoy a, some alcohol here and there, but that's one of the things that personally, I, mean, I have religious views on it and stuff, but even absent that, I just don't see what value it would add to my life if I were to take up that, you know, yeah. habit. I, just, I, I, I could see a host of pitfalls, a host of potential negative consequences from that for, you know, from addiction to behavior modification to, you know, gaining weight or getting out of shape or or costing me money or or whatever. And very, 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 very little, if any, I don't think any upside. So I think it's important to look at that and be like, maybe there are certain things that even though I enjoy them, they're kind of fun. They're not really helping my life in any way. Maybe it's better just to cut it out entirely. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's, that's, that's an interesting idea that, you know, sometimes it is hard to simply moderate something. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to, to cut it out altogether. Um, but sometimes it's not. I can't. <laughs> it's tough, man. Um, it's tough. Yeah. I, I've thought uh, about I, this myself for, from, <clears throat> from social media. I've been like, should I just get off of them all? Because yeah. they keep sucking me in and I keep spending too much time there. Uh, and then at the same time, I've met good friends and, you know, had good positive experiences. But yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've, I've thought long and hard. Maybe I should just unplug from the internet and uh, stop doing this. Yeah, that's, it's, I think about that one too. It's, it's tricky because I, for me, one is, is the desire to be like up on, up on what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's the idea of, um, I think it might be a, a Stephen Covey thing, you know, the, the circles of influence, you know, like you, you, what you can influence and what affects you and, and trying yeah. to shut out the stuff that really you can't do anything about, but there, but you know, sometimes that those kind of bleed into each other. I was thinking the other day about, um, at the beginning of COVID when like the toilet paper shortage, right. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel like being like online on some of the places I was, you know, some of the, the message boards and, and groups I was in and stuff, like, I feel like I got a pretty good heads up with those, those kinds of shortages that other cut other people flat footed. I'm like, Oh, I don't want that to happen again. 
I don't want to run out of toilet paper. But uh, <laughs> so there's got to be other ways to, I mean, stay up on things and be prepared. And But that's that's one hang up for me for sure. Yeah, that's one for me as well is the staying up on stuff. And I, I you know, it might, it would probably be a, a beneficial exercise for me to sit down and think how much of this stuff do I really need to be quote unquote up on, you know? Yeah. Like well, how much would I need to? Yeah. Um, there's politics and stuff where people can get sucked in, you know, but <laughs> it's funny because people will do spend hours and hours going into politics and then they'll just vote for the same person or party that they're going to vote for anyway. And yeah. so, you know, so it's, it's kind of like, uh, yeah. um, was that all that time you spent? Was it worth doing it? If, if you, if it's not going to change your mind at this point. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just think, I think that's kind of silly. That's kind of a, yeah, I've, I've done that. Like, you know, once, once the, like an election cycle is really spun up and like you're checking, you know, they're starting to do lots of polls and stuff. And so yeah. every day there's a new poll and I'm checking it, you know? Yeah. And, it's not, yeah, it's not going to change the way I'm going to vote. And I'm honestly not going to go out there and try and change the way other people are going to vote. Right. Like I'm not going to go volunteer no. and, and hand out flyers or something. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Whether, so it's like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a game. It's like watching a, watching a football game. Oh, you know, yeah. blue teams up or a red team took the lead. You know, it's just, that's just this, the polls going back and forth. Yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, especially on the national level. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. can actually make a difference on the local level. If you got into it, it's just not as flashy and exciting. So I think it doesn't grab people's attention. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, I think politics, a lot of that stuff, probably most of us could dial it back and, and be just fine. Uh, for me, if I, if there's a candidate I haven't heard of, I look up some basic stances on their platform and I can tell yeah. within a very short amount of time, is this the kind of person I would support or not? And yeah. then the hours and hours of watching debates or reading this person's commentary on them, or he dunked on so-and-so on Twitter, you know? Yeah. You know, like yeah. all of that just seems like, yeah, uh, could be, it could be something that is becoming compulsive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I don't know, I don't know where, whether it's worth diving in on this one, but uh, yeah, just thinking of that, like what, what does fill in like that, not that, fear of knowledge gap, you know, the fear of a knowledge gap, um, you know, what kind of prep, what kind of preparations do you need? Like, what do you need to be prepared in to feel that peace of mind? You know, like what I, I, you know, I know you, for example, you're, you're into, into self-defense, martial arts and, and and stuff. And so like, when it comes to, you know, your physical, you know, safety and the safety of your family, I think you, you probably don't need to worry about, the, the news of some riot in a city on the other side of the country, because you're doing what you can to be prepared where you are. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think what other, what other avenues, what other areas to, of preparation so you can not have to worry so much about, um, what's out there, what's, what's coming, what's coming down at you. Yeah. There was just, uh, you know, I was just thinking about this just, just today. Um, about how sometimes I feel like it's my responsibility to know about the horrible things that are going on in the world, all the ugliness and in a way to kind of shield my family from it. Like my wife doesn't want to know anything about that. And I, you know, won't tell her if she's just not interested in it. Um, but I kind of feel like it's my job to, to know about it so that 
if something did happen, I would be more prepared. So, you know, knowing what's going on is, is, is not a bad thing, but, uh, it's important to remember that these, these methods for delivering this information to us are designed to hijack our brains. Many of them yeah. are. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's been study after study on social media. They use the same techniques as like a casino to get you in, to get you staying, to get you not want to leave. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a struggle for me, man. It's been a struggle to be able to, to get on, find what I'm looking for, keep up on whatever I think is important to keep up on and then disengage when it's time to disengage and get back to the, get back to more, more pressing things. Yeah. I think, yeah, one, one medium I'm drawn to obviously here is, is the podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it's because the, the, the ones I've listened to in the past have been pretty good for, for me not to just, you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to binge this podcast all day and sit there and do nothing. Like I feel, uh, I, I get inspired a lot by, by the things I listen to, like inspired to, to go live my life and, and, and be proactive in things. Um, so I, I appreciate the, a lot of the, the podcasts out there and, and the medium in general as, as something that can be useful to people and not just one of those, uh, designed to, to suck people in kind of, kind of, uh, platforms. Yeah. I, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, a hundred percent. Cause podcasting is something which is a, a new medium, but not one that seems to be, to be like the, like the social media app that gets you glued to your phone. Usually I listen to it when I'm driving, going to work or something. And then when yeah. you're done, you're done. And then you get out and you go, go on your way. So, I mean, there's probably people that have been able, have done it compulsively, but I feel like yeah. it's not nearly as common. Uh, and, and you can do other things. I mean, sometimes we just, we all have to do menial tasks at some point in our lives, right? You got to mow the lawn. You got to wash the dishes. You got to do something. If you got to some headphones and listening to a podcast, you got to drive. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, well, let's see. Uh, we're, we're getting close to our time, but we haven't talked about the, the marketplace, the gods of the marketplace vision of this. Um, I mean, I guess we kind of have talked about it, but not explicitly. Like what bit, is yeah. there, um, is the prevailing sentiment in our culture, the opposite of this? Is this, is this one valued or is, is the opposite valued that, uh, either, uh, either, or, is it, is it, uh, everything, everything to excess or is it nothing to moderation? What, <laughs> um, I think there are certainly voices in society telling you to push things to extremes. Um, especially, you know, people trying to, I think of like success, uh, bloggers or success kind of like yeah. influencers, the grind like, set people grind right? set. Yeah. yeah. You got to wake up at this amount of time. You got to do this. You have to send 57 tweets a day to grow your audience and, and, and blow up. And so, yeah, I mean, in, in, I don't know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't have a million followers on Twitter and a billion dollars in the bank. So, you know, I don't know, maybe it works, but but yeah, they're, they're telling you something that's contrary to this ancient wisdom for sure. They're telling you to go all in crazy 
yeah. Mach two with your hair on fire on something. And, uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think that's a, that could be useful to succeed in an area or is it too costly? Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely what's pushed. I think part of it is, you know, people want to look at the examples of, you know, the great people, the great men of history, mm. the people who have done, you know, big things. And a lot of those people were kind of, I know, monomaniacal. Like they were, yes. they were fixated on, on a certain goal or a certain field and, and a lot of them like ruined other aspects of their lives in pursuit of that. But because they achieved that greatness, they're remembered and they made a contribution one way or another. And so there, there's a lot of that trying to, trying to emulate that or, or thinking maybe that's the shortcut to greatness is it's the fixation part that will make you great. Right. Maybe not, yeah. not that this person had something else going on, not that they were a born genius or something, but that it was the fixation. It was the excess that made them successful. And I don't know that that's necessarily true. Yeah. And if you were to list off, uh, you know, a hundred names of people that are very famous that everyone would recognize, and you went through and, and took a look at those people's lives, um, you would find well, well, if you know, a hundred people at random, you'd find well over a hundred marriages. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah. these people seem to go through marriages like crazy. They really ha- seem to have a hard time with basic, you know, relationships and stuff like that. And, and I have to think that that's got to have something to do with it. Just that, yeah. that obsessive behavior on whatever they're doing. I mean, you know, Tom Brady's a good example. Had a, seemed like he had a nice family life going on mm-hmm. for most of his football career, but just couldn't stop going back. At least that's kind of the narrative. I don't know really what happened there. I'm not privy, but yeah, it just seems like there's examples of that all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I, I, you know, I think of like ancient, ancient examples, you know, Alexander the Great or something like that, or um, where just, yeah, fixated on, on one thing to the, to the expense of everything else. And, and yeah, just, uh, I mean, don't, don't know the personal details. Yeah. Like you say, you don't know the personal details of, of things, but, but you can, you can sense a pattern for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, with that, we're, we're kind of running, running up on time, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think this was a really good one. I think it was a good conversation and, and, uh, uh remember everyone, uh, nothing to excess, make sure you're, you're having balance in your life. And, and if you find compulsive behaviors, uh, first of all, I think it's important to identify them, be honest with yourself that it's a compulsion, yeah. it's an addiction and start taking some steps to, to, to remedy that. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks everyone. And, uh, make sure to follow us on, on social media. We're on X, we're on Instagram. We have a Facebook page, uh, and uh, be sure to subscribe and we will talk to you guys next week. We'll see you. There are only four things certain since social progress began, that the dog returns to his vomit and the sow returns to her mother. And the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook idiots, with terror and slaughter return.